I am truly, we say this on our show, we call, you know, we open our show with what's up golf addicts. Like we are golf addicts. I, I am addicted to golf. I'm addicted to playing it, to watching it, to betting on it, to reading about it, to talking about it, to tweeting about it. I'm addicted to golf. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to a special episode of the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. We all know that this coming week is an important week for golf around the world. The Masters Tournament is coming to Augusta, and so we are doing a little bit of a tribute to golf today. We have David Barnett from the Tour Junkies. It's a daily fantasy and fantasy golf podcast. Uh, which basically means they talk about how to bet on golf. These guys are the real deal. They're one of the original golf gambling podcasts in the world, and they started right here in Augusta, which is pretty cool. So everybody sit back, enjoy your Savannah River beer or your transfusions or whatever you may be drinking, and enjoy a nice golf-themed podcast. Now, this podcast, like every podcast, is presented and sponsored by Nancy Powell, but you will not hear any more ads today because this is a unique kind of one-off episode that we're doing. I do want to remind everybody, though, tune in next week with Ryan Abel and a host of other incredibly interesting and funny people when we are going to be doing a tournament watch-along. It's going to be live on YouTube, live on Facebook. Just search for Drop the Disc Podcast. Our watch-along is going to run from Wednesday to Sunday at various times, so make sure you stay in touch with the social media to see that schedule, but it'll be in the early afternoons. And it's going to be a pretty good time. So turn the tournament on, mute the TV, and go ahead and join us for the virtual watch party right out of the clubhouse downtown. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. Uh, David Bash. Hey guys, I'm Bash for this episode. <laughs> and uh, we are here today with a pretty cool uh, little episode we're doing today with a podcast collaboration. Half of the hosts are here today and we're here with... David Barnett of the Tour Junkies podcast. So we got Augusta's Golf Week coming up here. Mm. We got the Tour Junkies on right now. What is Tour Junkies? Uh, Tour Junkies is a, it's now, it used to be just a podcast. Now it's a podcast, it's a YouTube channel, it's a blog, it's a content site, all centered around. TourJunkies.com? Yep, TourJunkies.com, all centered around uh, betting on golf and playing (laughs) DraftKings on golf and the PGA Tour. Love that. Uh, all of that. Yeah. So you guys were the first people to be like, hey, everybody actually likes this. Let's just do this. Yeah. I mean, we were we were the we were the second no, we were the third show on uh, all of at the time iTunes before it was Apple Podcast. <laughs> wow. Um yeah, we'll date ourselves here. There you go. <laughs> we were the third show that that did any talking about uh, at the time it was more DraftKings golf. It was when Daily Fantasy just started. It wasn't even really sports betting going on because it, it was a couple years away from being legalized. So it was just really right. DraftKings golf, yeah. and we were the third, the third one on, um, on on Apple t- iTunes. And while we still have listeners here, where where can they listen to you? Yeah, uh, anywhere. I mean, you know, Apple, Spotify, Google, ones. Amazon. On our website, tourjunkies.com, you can listen there as well. YouTube. Every show that we do is put up on YouTube, so you can check out the YouTube channel, which is Tour Junkies. Um, so yeah, tourjunkies.com, Tour Junkies YouTube channel, that gets you everything you need. And so, when they get to that site, they're going to see the Nut Hut, correct? Tell us a yeah. little bit quickly about the Nut Hut. We'll go into more detail later. Yeah, the Nut Hut is an advanced, that's your advanced golf better. If you're wanting to make some money <laughs> and have some cash and have and enjoy a little bit of community, the Nut Hut is a uh, it's what we call our, our member chat, which it takes place in Discord. So if you're not familiar with the Discord app service, it's amazing. The gamers know what you're the talking gamers about. The gamers know, yeah. yeah. You, you join, you sign up through our website. It's $10 a month or $90 for the year. You sign up through our website. It gets you access to the private channel. But in the Nut Hut, it's 24-7. It's about, right now, it's about 400 guys, 24-7, talking golf, talking betting on golf, DFS golf, and then just making internet friends. DFS, that's, that's daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy sports, yep. For the uninitiated there out you go. there. I know I need to I need to not use the lingo. <laughs> no, it's, it's good great. that it's good that we're here for that to not <laughs> yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show. We're super exi- excited to be able to interview you as you are used to interviewing others. Uh, <laughs> it's fun to be on this side of it, actually. <laughs> the best part is you're from Augusta and you yeah. live in Augusta. Yeah. Um, born and raised uh, in Augusta, my my co-host Pat Perry, who couldn't be with us today, he's he's in Savannah now, but he was also born and raised in Augusta. We started this when we were both here in Augusta, 
so yeah, we're we're both Augusta loving boys and really proud of the Drop the Disc podcast as well. Oh, well, thank thanks, you. man. Mm-hmm. Shout out. We need to get sponsored by the PGA. We upgrade ourselves to your level, right? We're not sponsored by the PGA Tour yet. <laughs> so let us get it first, and then we might give you a crumb We'll or be two. in your coattails. So that's yeah. fine. <laughs> Love that. So you mentioned you're from Augusta. You went to school in the area? Yep. Went to Augusta Christian. Uh, went to Augusta University. Graduated from, from both cool. of those. Um, when did you graduate from Augusta University? 07. Oh, so you did not graduate from Augusta University. You're right. I graduated from Augusta State University. Nice. That's right. See, okay. I, I started at Augusta State. And then graduated from GRU. Mm-hmm. My wife did that. Yeah. Chris got actually the worst of both worlds. Yeah, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> yeah, my wife know. has a GRU degree, I think. I don't even know where mine is. It's terrible. It's, it's actually one of, the, it's it's one of the most prestigious degrees in the history of, <laughs> of education. There's nobody that has them anymore. Yeah. yeah. So a relic. When you, were, when you were in high school here, when you were in college here, um, and, and this is going to be a little bit of a different episode for people. So we're going to talk to you a little bit about your background and then... We'll probably just share some golf stories, sure. right? Um, Got some of those. Right. And and the big week is coming up. Mm-hmm. So when you were going to school here, especially Augusta University, like Augusta State University, what were you studying? Like, did you want to do media? Like, what did you want to do? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I, I went to AU or ASU at the time um, <laughs> and just knew I needed a degree, didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I was kind of gravitating towards like sales and business because I could talk and I like people. Um, so I, I went and got a, um, communications, public relations degree from ASU. So that's what I did. I had no idea what I was going to do with it. But, um, when I was a kid, my grandmother used to tell me I was going to do one of two things. She said, you're either going to be a lawyer cause you argue with everything, or you're going to be somebody on sports center. You're going to do sports stuff. You're going to call sports. I loved watching sports, loved consuming sports, playing sports. When I was a kid, you know, I'd get on, I'm going to date myself again here, Ooh. Sega Genesis. <coughs> nice. When I was a kid, I'd get on Sega Genesis and I'd play World Series baseball, Joe Montana football, and I would mute the sound and I would commentate my own game as I played it. I never <laughs> listened to the sound, never heard John Madden, never heard any of that. I commentated it myself like by out myself. Loud? Yeah, like out loud. Um, it's like you're a crazy person. Yeah, a little, <laughs> no a little, maybe a little bit. Did you have friends? I did have friends. That's and great. when they came over, I also commentated our games together. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just, I loved, I loved sports and I loved reacting to sports and commentating on it. So it's kind of crazy to think back now that, that we get to do that. So, um, were, were you playing golf? Did you play golf I for didn't. AC? I mean, no, no. Um, God, I wish I was good enough to, I, I played baseball my whole, my whole life. My just, I didn't start playing golf. I mean, I, I had played golf before, like in middle school, my dad took me. Like for fun. Yeah, but yeah. not seriously. I didn't start taking it serious until I was about 20. So you're like a sports guy more than anything else. Yeah, but now I'm like, I mean, <laughs> I, I am truly, we say this on our show, we call, you know, we open our show with what's up golf addicts. Like we are golf addicts. I, right. I am addicted to golf. I'm addicted to playing it, to watching it, to betting on it, to reading about it, to talking about it, to tweeting about it. I'm addicted to golf. All of those are very healthy yeah. except one of them. So at, <laughs> at what age did you have your first round of golf where you were betting serious money skins on the round? That probably wasn't until much later because I didn't like, I mean, I was so bad when I started and, and maybe some listening now that have played with me will say, yeah, what, what are you talking about? He was so bad. He's still bad. <laughs> I didn't have. That's all relative. Yeah, it You'd is probably relative. destroy me at any point. I probably would. You're probably right. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. That was probably into my. That was probably into my early thirties. Okay, I didn't really. Yeah. yeah. All right. So when did you virtually fantasy bet? So that started in 2015. Okay. So DraftKings was the first daily fantasy site to offer um, to offer PJ Tour daily fantasy, and that's actually how me and Pat got started. So we were both working at First Citizens Bank, <clears throat> um, and we were just you know just coworkers. Right. And uh, but every every Monday, DraftKings would release the prices for that PGA Tour event. And we had both separately stumbled upon that and started playing like little five dollar games here and there. So when you say prices and games, for the people that weren't gambling in 2015, talk about like what that means. Like, what does that mean? That means like DraftKings is saying, okay. Uh, let's talk for the Masters, for example. Sure. DraftKings saying, all right, it's Masters week. Here's everybody who's playing in the Masters. And it's it's similar to odds, like traditional betting like odds. Like five to one type yeah. situation? Okay. But with Daily Fantasy on DraftKings, you're, you're, each player is given a dollar amount that they're worth. And you have to fill a team under a salary cap. So maybe Dustin Johnson's 11000 And the cheapest guy, freaking Sandy Lyles, like 6000 And you have to make a team of six guys <laughs> 
with that, right? Right. So every Monday, they would release those prices for that week's event. And we were, without knowing, separately, like playing. And then we had both stumbled upon um, the, the, the two podcasts that were out there that somewhat would say, you know, every week would talk about DraftKings and the prices and give their picks. And we would listen. And it wasn't until we were working together and it was like we figured out, wait a minute, are you playing this? And you're like, yeah, I'm playing this. And then we started doing like a little side game with like four of the five other guys in the bank. And it was like $5 a piece. And we'd all play each other in the bank every week and brag about it, just like a fantasy football pool or something. That's right, cool. Right, right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then as actually Pat's idea, it was one of the last ideas he ever had and first ideas he ever had six years ago. Uh, <laughs> I, I love to needle Pat. So. But anyway, he, uh, he looked at me one day and he goes, we were talking about the two podcasts. Um, one of them is still going, and it's amazing. Great show, great podcast. He's a friend of ours now. The other one stopped shortly after can, we started. Can we started. plug him real quick? Yeah, can we can we plug him. It? It's the Pat Mayo podcast. Shout out. Okay, cool. He's Canadian, uh, Pat Mayo, but he's a, he's a nice, super nice guy. He's most yeah. Canadian. Nothing there. wrong with people that are Canadian. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but he <laughs> nice was out people. there. Nice people. Nice people. He was out there, and he was good. And so we would okay. say, hey, you know, Pat, Pat's pretty good. You know, he's, he's good at this. Then there was this other one I won't name, and we were like, God, those guys, <laughs> those guys, like, they're smart. They really know what they're doing. They, they, they understand how to analyze golf and, and the game. But, dude, they put me to sleep. Like, I could fall asleep right. in my car listening to these guys. And one day Pat goes, I mean, we're literally in shirts and ties at the bank, and Pat's like, I think we could do it. What if we did a podcast? And, we, you know, you and I talked about it, and we could do – we know golf. We grew up around golf. We know how to look at it and analyze it and predict it. What if we – and what if we also make it entertaining and we do it ourselves and like, let's do a podcast. I was like, are you serious? Like, yeah. And six years ago, nobody knew how to do a podcast. Yeah, so that's like 2014, right? right? It was 2015. 2015. It was oh, early it's 2021. Yeah. I'm tripping. <laughs> you okay? You okay? Yeah. You need to take a break? No, I'm good. Um, <laughs> it was early 2015 and I was like, well, I don't have a clue how to start a podcast. I don't even have a clue of where to look to figure out how to start a podcast. Right. So we just slowly, gradually started figuring it out. I started researching it, teaching myself a lot like you did, um, how to edit, how to record, all that kind of stuff. And we famously, like, and nobody <laughs> does this either, but for 12 weeks, 12 it's weeks. That's a long time. Okay, yeah. For 12 weeks, we recorded a podcast. So for 12 Mondays, we record on Monday nights because okay. on Mondays, usually the pricing would come out and stuff. And so that's like three months, yeah, right? For three months, we recorded an hour, hour and a half long show, um, and didn't let anyone hear it. I would edit it, and then we would listen to it and share it with each other and, and think about, you know, feedback and then, you know, kind of getting the feel of, like, who's going to really drive the show? Who's going to, you know, do right. this, that? And for 12 weeks, we did that, and we got a little bit better and better. And until, like, the 10th or 11th week, we let a couple buddies listen to it and give us feedback. And then after 12 weeks, we released our first episode publicly, you know, and now I don't think anybody does that. Like you can record one so well and you and now everyone listens to them so often that they know what's good and what's not quickly. Right. So now you start a podcast in a month, you've got an episode public and it's halfway decent. Sure. You're rocking and rolling, but we were scared to death. Well, well, to make you feel any better, <laughs> we did not do the 12 week mm -hmm. buffer time. We did the first episode. We probably should released. have. We probably should have. By we the way. released a very crappy episode so it's when actually I say crappy the content was awesome fire the sound was terrible so it's actually it was funny because it was chris and i and the third the third uh host was my refrigerator and you can <laughs> right. you could hear it That's so awesome. loud in the background <laughs> right. the whole time yes but but people powered through yeah. and listened the sure. content was yeah. there but so uh, we probably should have done that twelve or the no three twelve months. weeks is way too long. I mean, our <laughs> wives, our wives wanted to. Kill, my wife was like, "Wait a minute, you're going upstairs for an hour and a half to do what? And nobody's gonna freaking hear it. It's just like a good conversation. Like, yeah, yeah, we're we're trying to figure this out. You know, I don't know. And um, yeah, I told you we had a funny a funny story. That's right about recording on a phone. Recording on a phone. So back in the day, I was like, well, let me figure out how to record this thing. So I found this I found this app called Tape a Call. <laughs> okay, where you were taping phone calls without somebody knowing. That was what the app was for. That's terrible. But because me and Pat were remote, we weren't together. We were recording remotely. We were having to record our phone conversation. So for the first few weeks of that 12. This was in 2015. Yeah. We were recording a phone conversation. Yeah. yeah. So for the first few weeks of those 12 weeks, we were recording remotely through that tape call app. Well, probably out of four or five times using that, it would end. And then on the app, it would like tell you, okay, like it's processing or whatever. And then it would take you to a new screen. 
and you would hit the button and you download it or you could email it or whatever. Out of like five weeks, we did that. At least three, it it the app the whole app crashed. <laughs> and believe it or not, this is how dumb we were. I would call Pat and be like, "Dude, the whole thing crashed. Like it's gone." And and we did it over again because we <laughs> oh, wanted to. No. We wanted to get in it and wow. feel it. So we take another. You know, I was going to bed at like freaking midnight. You know, starting at eight o'clock. It was so stupid. I don't know why we did that, but the, the evolution of your audio oh, in a podcast absolutely. is always going to be something you're going to look back at and think, right. good Lord. Like one of these days, you'll look back on this and be like, what were we thinking? There, I hope not. This sounds pretty good it now. It sounds great like. right now, but <laughs> I'm telling you, eventually you'll be like, oh, we should have done this different. You know, yeah, They'll yeah. release some kind of technology. Yeah. It'll be like we're in your living room with you. Yeah. We, we totally can relate to all that. There were, there were multiple times when David woke me up to a text saying, bro, we lost all We got to delete <laughs> the whole the episode. <laughs> and, I, and I just thought, damn. The industrial the AC vent destroyed us again. <laughs> our number one enemy. So you guys were recording in your attic. Well, you were in your attic and you guys were doing phone calls. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were doing? Yeah. How, how, long, how long were you doing that for? Or is that like the pre- like was that the baseline of the show? Eventually, after like four or five weeks of messing with tape a call, I I had figured out GarageBand. So uh, eventually, solid. yeah. Eventually, uh, and then the hardest part of that was teaching Pat how to use GarageBand, which Pat has as much technical acumen as this beer I'm drinking. This poor guy, he's getting thrown under the bus right now. He's, he's in Savannah. He, he's used to it. He's used to it. <laughs> so. So eventually what we had to do is we had to record. So Pat would record his audio locally on GarageBand. I would record mine. When the show was over, he would email me that audio. And I'd, I'd mash them together. So you would have a conversation with him via phone. On the phone. Mm-hmm. And then wow. you would both record it. And Okay, gotcha. Yeah, We Very don't do cool. that anymore, but yeah, that's how it went. Yeah. It took us like a year to figure out that was the best way to do that. <laughs> so you guys are way smarter than us already. Um, yeah. So with that being said, you, you guys were doing this like, it's 2015. You're doing this. You're in your attic on a phone call, which, like, by the way, why were you in your attic? Like, you could have been doing it. That's a bonus room. Bonus. bonus. Oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you were doing that. Like, what was the like? Asp- was there an aspiration? Like, was there a goal? Was there like a place you wanted to get? I was telling Chris before we started. Like, for us, it was literally just we talking about something we love, right? And a hobby. You know, we we both just said. Let's just do this and see what happens. Like, who cares? I mean, our first episode, I think, had 60 listeners, and a lot of that was just us pounding fan, fr- fans, family right. and friends, you know, like, right. go listen to this. Were there VPNs back then? You can, like, do it over <laughs> and over. <laughs> if there were, we, w- we wouldn't figure them out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, our first one had, like, 60 listens, and we had no idea what to compare it to. You know, There wasn't a, anything right. out there yeah. either. We just knew, okay, well, if these two guys are out here doing it and we can do it at least better than one of them, that's probably good. That's pretty good. And quickly after we started, they quit. So I don't know if it was because of us or something else, it's but they quit. Probably because of you guys. So then it was us and Pat Mayo, and we started the the social media thing. We knew we'd have to we'd have to grow it on social. So we started working on that pretty hard. The golf world is on Twitter. So we both n- neither one of right. us were on Twitter before that. We both learned Twitter and how to navigate it, how to work it, um, and we started growing that on social. And we still didn't know what, I mean, I think probably a year into this, we still didn't quite know what it was going to do or be or what we wanted it to be. Yeah, we really didn't. I think, you know. But it was always fantasy gambling, yeah. DraftKings related. It was always like yep. we're betting on people, yep. we're, we're picking winners, that kind of stuff. We are every week. So this is what we do, and this is what we've done for six years. We, on Monday nights, we preview that week's PGA Tour event or worldwide golf event, whatever's going sure. on. We talk about the golf course, what's important to play well on that golf course, what you need to play well, past winners, what they've done well, what the trends are for winners, um, you know, weather conditions, if that's impacting things. Sure. A couple of, like, quick minutes on big golf headlines or storylines. We don't spend a lot of time on that. Our show is a betting show. You know, if you just want golf news, that's probably not – our show is probably not for you. It's a betting show. Then we get into the field and the players, and we're talking about, you know, not every player because golf fields are pretty big, but we talk yeah. about, you know, the big names up top that we like, the names we don't like and why. We defend the picks. We argue like crazy. We both have very different approaches of how we do this. We talk about the the sleepers, you know, the, those really cheap guys on DraftKings or those really long shots on the in the betting market. We talk about those, and we try to, we try to help make people money. So, we, you know, we're trying to say, hey, we'll do all the research for you, we got all, you know, we got inside intel with the caddies and the players that we know and the coaches we know. Listen to us, consume what we're doing, join the nut hut, read our articles, <laughs> and then go out and, you know, make your bets on your own. 
and you know tail tail our picks and let's let's win some money together and enjoy the PGA Tour. So that's that's how it works every Monday night. That's our show every Monday night. Got it. Okay, so that's your show every Monday night. What kind of work are you putting into this show? I mean, this is stuff that you can't just Google. This no. is this is research you've done or past information that you know yeah. that you can just like how do you whim. pick winners, right? Well, like <laughs> not, it's not only, easy. Not only that, <laughs> right. but I mean you are helping people win money. Yeah. So your research has to be I'm guessing after you record, then you know, Tuesday through Wednesday, you're starting to research for the next week and then Thursday you're watching what's going on. So you can talk about the next Monday. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of work that goes in on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, luckily now doing it six years, you know, most of these golf courses we know and we understand. The golf courses are basically the same. You know, there's a few changes here and there from year to year. Um, the players are very different. And, and who's hot at the right time and who's doing what well right now and does that fit this golf course definitely changes. So we have tools online that – you know, that people use, that people have created, a lot of our friends, you know, now we have relationships with guys that have created big-time golf databases, um, like there's one called Fantasy National. So fantasynational.com slash TJ gets you 20% off, a little plug here. Fantasynational.com slash TJ gets you 20% off. If you're betting on golf in any capacity or playing DraftKings, they have all the data you need. Now, it still takes a lot of hours, and it takes a lot of understanding to know what to look at and why. Yeah. Um, we do all of that on, you know, Sundays and a little bit on Mondays. We record the show. We make our picks. Tuesday and Wednesday, we're writing articles. We're working on social. Everything Tuesday and Wednesday is still dedicated to that week's event. Right. So we put out about four to five articles on the website each week that are going a little bit deeper, doing, you know, giving you a few extra things. And things change throughout the week. You know? Right. Opinions on players can change. You've got... You know, guys that are going to go into a press conference on a Tuesday or Wednesday and they say something, you look at it and go, I don't like the way that sounds. Golf is very mental, right? So, you know, you, you hear a guy say something or you, you pick up on a little thing and you go, eh, that kind of changes what I said on Monday. So I might write it up or I might go in the nut hut and tell people, hey, listen, I know I said this about so-and-so, but now I'm seeing this and I don't love it. You know, it still may flip-flop on me or, or end up screwing me in the end, but that's kind of how it goes. Then Wednesday is dedicated to the nut hut, the chat, getting in there, mixing it up, because everybody on Wednesday night pours into the nut hut, about 400 members, and uh, me and Pat are on microphone, so they can hear us, but we can't hear them. They chat in their questions. So oh, you guys go into this thing and talk to them. That's, that's very cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. And that's so, all through Discord. So it's like a U – okay, so so yeah. for the people that don't game, it's like a YouTube where people can put their comments in yep. as you're going and you read them off and respond or like a Facebook yeah. live kind of. Thing. Okay. Yeah. They can say, David, you know what? I mean, I'm trying to debate between Bryson and DJ. What do I do? You know, what do you Ooh, think? Tough choice. Those are my two favorite golfers. <laughs> yeah, so I can say, well, this, 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 or they can say, you know, um, I'm in a pool and this is, I'm in a Calcutta and I want to buy this guy, this guy, what do I do? So, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun on Wednesday nights. Thursday and Friday and Saturday, it's like kind of take a breath and watch right. golf. And just enjoy it. And sweat it. Yeah. yeah. And you're sweating it with your – You're hoping you win, right? You're hoping you're, you're hitting right. some – some. your guys are doing good. Um, and then Sunday, you're sweating it still, hopefully. If you're, if you're sweating it on Sunday, hopefully, that means your guys right. are in it. Right. And then Sunday evening, you're starting to think about the next week, and here we go. The thing is, there's 52 weeks in a year. There's about 45, 46 golf tournaments a year. So we literally do a show, 40 – Six weeks out of the year. That was my next question. So yeah. you guys are a 12-month – are you guys a 12-month-a-year show? Easy. Yeah. Easy, okay. So there's 46 events. We preview all of them, but then we have interviews. So, I mean, we do around – we do somewhere around 50 to 55 shows a year. It's so um, like more than one a week on um, average. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. like, what kind of people – like, if I listen to your show, what kind of people would I expect to hear on the show? Um, it, It's evolved a little bit over the years. Um, I mean, we, we don't bring you on if you're not – if you're not relevant to the golf world. So if you're not a caddy, you're not a player. We love having caddies on. The caddies are great. Right. They're funny. They they're geniuses. They're, they're smart. And and a lot of them are um, a little more of open books, right? It's, it's hard yeah. to get some of these tour players to open up. They got agents in their ear. They got, yeah. you know, a PR side of them that they're trying to keep. Yeah, the caddies aren't sponsored. They just show up and, right. and are are our brilliant geniuses. They're the, a little more unfiltered. Yeah. So, and right. we like that. You know, we set out in the beginning to, to have a golf show that was a little mm. bit irreverent. You know, we 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 love and respect the game. We both, you know, Pat grew up at Augusta Country Club, privileged as a mother. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm a member of Champions. Like, we respect the game. Oh, we so that's totally the same respect thing, the game. But our content, we wanted not to be the a, same thing. It's not the same thing. <laughs> not at all. Our content, we wanted to be a little a little more on the irreverent side, right? Okay. Um. So. 
if if you don't jive with that, we don't want you. You guys have one. fun with it. Yeah, and we also like highlighting the, especially with this with players. We like highlighting the players that um, not everybody knows about and sees every weekend. You know, like I don't really care to have DJ on my show. Would it do well from like a publicity standpoint? Yeah, but I don't really want to talk to DJ. Like he's he's not gonna tell you anything. He's dumb as a box of hair. He doesn't tell you anything <laughs> because he's so he's so sponsored up. You know what I mean? He he would do well on social media. False. He's, he's, he's horrible. Yeah. So, on so for posterity, I I also meant that he was sponsored <laughs> for for visual purposes. Oh yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For us on yes, yeah, yeah. he'd for be great for that. Social, yes, but it'd be so hard to get a good story out of him to get a good laugh. And and deep down, honestly, I think DJ's a probably a pretty good guy. Like sure. if you got him unfiltered, he's a funny guy. He'd open. But it's up. the same thing with like a Tiger Woods. Like Tiger Woods is probably fantastic, but if you bring him on the show, he's not going to tell not you anything it. that you can't hear right. like but, on the radio. Yeah. So okay, we we've, we've sure. got our best interviews are with guys like Kevin Kisner, who's a good friend. We all know Kiz will open cool. up. Yep. Joel Damon, who if you don't know who Joel Damon is, he's freaking hysterical. He's one of the funniest guys on the PJ Tour. Harry Higgs is an electric young guy, big old belly, wears a shirt, <laughs> his shirt unbuttoned to his sternum, doesn't give a rip on the golf course. Like, great dude. Boo Weekly, who's an older guy. He doesn't even play golf anymore, but he's one of the more hilarious redneck guys. He played on Ryder Cup teams, contended in majors. He's Very won cool. a couple times. Like, those guys that, that are that are willing to open up, let like the, the personality John Daly come out. kind of person. <laughs> Boo exactly. Weekly is basically, yeah, he's like John a 21st Daly. Twenty first century John Daly. Well, he was right there with John Daly. I mean, they, they play really? similarly. He's John Daly. He doesn't hit it as far, but his wedges are incredible, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't smoke and drink on the golf course, but he does outside of the golf course. So. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what we what we want in terms of other interviews. But for right. the most part, like we're bringing on. A lot of caddies um, and, and other friends of ours and people in the industry, you know, we'll bring those on as well. Sure. So the elephant in the room, right, is that we're in the city of Augusta and that next week is is the Masters week that I'm not even sure we're allowed to say the name, but we are. Um, and <laughs> we can say it. Right, right. We can say it, right? Um, do you guys have any like, like, obviously that is probably a pretty cool week for you guys. Like, do you get a little bit more involved with that than anything else? Or is it kind of like just another big tournament for you? Uh, I mean, it's our favorite tournament of the year. Me and Pat both grew up going to the Masters. I, I've, I've, even though I didn't play golf as a kid, I went a lot. And right. we, have, we both have incredible memories at Augusta. Um, he grew up going every year, still does. Um, I was a caddy there for two years. When I was at Augusta State, I caddied cool. there in 07 and 08. Um, how does someone do that? How does someone get that gig? I don't know how it works now, but that, back then <laughs> it was way too easy. <laughs> way too easy. I was like, what? You, you crawled underneath the fence at Ray's Creek, and you walked <laughs> up, and you're like, hey, I'm here to work with All a golf bag. I, I do yeah. know that the first day I showed this is again, this is 07. I'm sure it's different now, but in 07, I literally showed up the first day, and they gave me this test. It was like 12 questions. If you have driven by a golf course, you would have passed this test. <laughs> I was like, how is this the test to caddy for Augusta, uh, the U.S. National? But um, anyway, Augusta is very near and dear to our hearts. It's our biggest show of the year. Every year, without a doubt, we've had massive shows um, for the last six years or five years. I guess this will be the sixth for Masters. We put a lot into it. All the content comes out a little bit early because uh, everybody's itching for it, and right. we blow it out. It's a, And it's our favorite week of the year. I mean, it's it's the peak of, of golf season, so – so I, I know this this you can just know this question if you don't want to because this goes into your show, but uh who's gonna win? <laughs> oh man. Uh <laughs> the easy money's gotta be DJ this year, yeah, right? I mean, so DJ's your favorite. Yeah. DJ or Bryson DeChambeau? I don't know about Bryson. After his after his poor performance in the fall, I think people are gonna back off of him a little bit. And I'm sure he learned a lot from he's that. He's primed for a comeback yeah, tour though. He's Come super on. he's super analytical, so I'm sure he's looked at every shot that he hit there and see my money's on about speed. Speeth is definitely nah, seriously. Uh, he's coming back. Now here's the thing about Jordan Speeth. The books, the sports books know that the public loves Jordan Speeth. This, right. this rule applies to Jordan Speeth, to Ricky Fowler, okay? Yes. The public knows that people love those guys. So they don't they set the lines super short, shorter than they probably should be. I think I last looked Jordan's odds are like twenty eight to one for the Masters. Right. So what should they be? I, I think his odds for the Masters should be more in like the forty to one. So like, they're like the Patriots. Like even if the Patriots are gonna really suck, they're like the, yeah, the books know people want to bet on, on him. him, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they know that's going to happen. So I, I don't, I rarely bet a guy like Spieth because I, you're just not going to get the value, right? Um, we both pride ourselves, or especially me, um, 
one of the articles that I write every single week on tourjunkies.com is DB's Big Balls Betting Card. Um, and you got to have big balls to bet it because it's golf, which I always say is, is the most variable sport Absolutely. on the planet, number sure. one. It's played on a yeah, different just course. Yeah, Roy McIlroy. Yeah, played on a different course, different weather conditions, different field every single week. So, you know, if the, their coffee was wrong that morning. Strokes gained home life is what we call it. If they're fighting with the wife, if their kids are pissing them off, it, there's so much variance to the game. Yeah. That to bet the short numbers, if you look at it now, like a lot of short numbers, a lot of the favors don't win. In fact, they lose way more than they win. This, sure. this isn't the Tiger era. In the in the peak Tiger era, that was different. You, you know? pick Tiger, he wins and four to it. one, and you <laughs> yeah. win. Yeah. Like, that's it. But now, it doesn't make any sense to consistently do that. So, right. I write that article, and basically my rule of thumb is, for, that, for the purpose of that article, is I don't give you anybody who's shorter than 25 to one. I give you 25 to one and greater. And I basically approach it as if you only had $50. If you came to me and said, David, I got $50 I want to spend on the golf tournament this week. Tell me how I should spend it. So I literally, dollar to dollar, to dollar I give you all the names that I like, and I, I break it up. I'd spend $6 on this guy, $4 on this guy, da da da, da and we track the performance all year, and that's how we do it. But I don't, I don't bet guys at 12 to 1 to win a golf tournament. Right. Because most of the time it doesn't happen. Yeah. So – yeah, for my pick to win the Masters, I'm not going to tell you DJ. I'm not going to tell you Bryson. I'm not going to tell you any of those guys. I do think you want a mid odds kind of guy. I like kind of that mid range, um, and and you know. So, but if you ask me, just gun to your head, who do you think is going to win? Um, you know, I think it's a tough one. DJ's right? been struggling a little bit, but you know he's going to peak for it. He's due for a Masters, you would think. Well, he just won it. He just won it in the fall. Did yeah. he win DJ in the fall? Mm-hmm. I, Am I tripping? I, he dominated. I'm really upset with you. you right now. <laughs> However, he won I, it in November without patrons. I barely followed so, it in November, honestly. So this Masters, we have, I guess, half capacity, we could say. Yeah, uh, close for, to it. Yeah. yeah, close to it for uh You know who's really due is Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Not uh, that he'll win, but he's, he's struggling. <laughs> he's struggling so bad. I, I tell you, a couple I of I love shorter, the guy, but. He, I do, too. He, during Masters week, he just struggles. Well, he, he struggled falls. lately. He does general. a good Thursday. Yes. Yeah, he's good for a couple of days. Yeah, I like in in kind of if we get out of the top few favorites. Sure, I like Xander Schauffele. He's at twenty to one, and I like Patrick Cantlay at twenty five to one. Cantlay had a chance to win it two years ago, and when was he won Tiger won, right? Uh, yes, twenty eighteen. Yes, twenty nineteen. Cantlay walked yeah. off of twenty nineteen. Cantlay walked off a of sixteen on Sunday with the lead. That's right. Uh, and then Tiger ended up winning it. So. Uh, can't lay. See, I remembered that. Incredible. That's <laughs> weird that you Dude, remembered that. You, you need remember to. DJ you need I was to. paying a lot of attention in 2019. Less attention last Dude, year. You need. It was last memor- year. My focus it was, was the how wanted- can I get a hat with the year printed on it. Yeah. That was my focus last year, honestly. And I did get that hat. So, yeah. um, th- going along that vein, though, like, do y'all do like hospitality house stuff? Have y'all ever done anything like like any? You know, everybody's got a master story. Yeah, we um, obviously this year and last year is pretty sure. weird. Um, sure. We have done some publicity around here a couple times uh, for Masters. We do some stuff out at Champions Retreat, um, like, you know, like hanging out up there. A lot of our caddy friends and our player friends that we don't get to see a lot are in town. We try to connect with them as much as we can early in the week before they get started. But we haven't really done anything big yet. Um, you know, we, we kicked it around, I think, for 2019 doing something at Garden City. Um, doing like a live show, live broadcast thing. Didn't do that. Didn't end up doing that. But I don't know. Like, it's it's tough for us because you know Monday through Wednesday we're doing so much for the like the global audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like putting out so much content right. on you know YouTube and podcasts and articles and all that stuff. You yeah, know, blogging. And we, I mean, come on. Right. And we definitely want to try to take advantage of you know, some of the nightlife in Augusta that week um, and be a part of it. So I think that's coming. Obviously, it'll be next year uh, before we start looking into that. But we definitely want to. And, you know, one of these days uh, I would love for, you know, the Augusta National to grant us media access, but but we'll see. Um, Yeah, we'll come with you. (laughs) We have, we've we've been given media credentials by the PGA Tour, which is great. Uh, And it was hard to do. We got turned down a couple times. um, But shout out to Charles Howell III, who's a friend of ours and another local Augusta boy. And uh, graduate from Westminster Schools. Graduate Westminster. Really? My school, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did not know that. Yep. Yeah. Charles came to us one time. He's my pick to win. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Great. great. Um, You just got to keep the glasses on. No, I love Charles. I, I really do. He's been on our show a ton of times. He's a great guy. 
he uh, he told us one time. He said, "If if the PGA Tour turns you down for credentials, you let me know." And we did. We got we got turned down one time. This is a couple a year and a half ago. And I said, "Hey, they, they shot us down. I don't know." And like thirty minutes later, we were approved. That's wow. awesome. So we had meteor credentials to the Players Championship, which is the PGA Tours premier event. Like, so right. do you guys travel for that kind of stuff? Not as much as we'd like to because we're both we both have full time jobs, families, kids, you know, wives, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we go to a few events a year, the okay. big ones, um, and the ones that are close. We would like to up that. Uh, and obviously we'd love to do you know, be here at the national to cover it, but um so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But the PGA tour led us on the grounds of the players championship, which is a big deal. It's very and we cool. didn't screw anybody up or piss anybody off. So, you know. Did y'all record there? What what did y'all do there? We didn't. Um, we got some content. We walked inside the ropes with some caddy friends and players. And, um, you know, for us, for us, like if we can go to an event, it's really helpful for us to go on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. It's, it's practice round time. Right. We can get feedback from players and caddies live on the ground. How do you think the course is playing? How do you think it's setting up? What have you heard? How do you feel? You hitting it well? You're not. What are you doing? What are you working on? And we can relay all that information back to our, our audience. So we're really wanting high. to be there. Yeah. So we really want to be there on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays to get a feel okay. for the grounds and, and how it's looking. Is the rough up? Is the course fast? Is it? Are they cutting it? Are they rolling the greens? What are they doing? All that kind of stuff. Every little bit helps, you know, give you that edge. So, Very cool. Yeah. So what's the like, where does this go? Does this become like, like, you know, do you want to get syndicated with this? Like, is there like a goal specifically here or is this just kind of like we're having a really good time? We got some PGA press credentials. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some more cool stuff, and we're just going to grow every year. I, th- I think it just depends. I mean, we definitely have always taken it kind of case by case. Um, you know, our wives have been fantastic and very understanding, um, so that's been good. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I guess it just depends as the opportunities roll in what's going to happen. I mean, we've done we've done other things that were not like I had a, a show on Sirius XM radio every Wednesday night for a year from nine to 10 What's um, it called or eight to nine. It was, uh, it, what was it? It was a, what was the name of the show? It was the Roto. It was sponsored by Roto grinders, which is a daily fantasy content site. Okay. It was the Roto grinders DFS golf show. And it was, uh, on the XM fantasy channel on Wednesdays from eight, eight to nine. I did that for like a year and a half. The wife let me do that. So I'd have to run upstairs, hop on this machine for an hour and 10 minutes Hop off. I've got to see this bonus um, room of yours. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't look like this. It looks like a real bonus room. We, we can make it look like. This. Yeah, I would love to, for you to do that, yeah. but I, my wife would probably not. Um, <laughs> it's like a, you know, it's like it's like a TV room, video Xbox is up got there for it. the kids, and then like my little corner is over okay, here. Okay, so the kids go up there. It's not just. No, yeah, it's, it's not. I wish room. it was. No. Okay. Now there's a goal for you. Like I would love one day to be able to, and I, I think I've, I think I've said this to my wife. I don't know. I think she's heard this. <laughs> I, my goal is to build a little a little side building next to my house Ooh. that has the the studio you know and the, the the studio that I need with a big glass wall and a and a golf simulator next to it so I can have Heck my simulator yes. and I can play golf in there. Talk you're about talk, goals. You, you're talking about like hashtag goals. Like <laughs> hit into the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I want. I am about that because I want you to invite me over. Oh, and <laughs> I and I will. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my goal. But yeah, in terms of like the long term goal, we're just taking it. We're taking it easy, man. We're, we'll see what happens. I, you know, I don't know. Just want to do some cool stuff. The landscape is changing rapidly. Absolutely. Right? Um, sports, sports betting becoming legalized in the U.S. It's probably has pretty big for you guys. Everything, everything. There are billions of dollars being flooded into the U.S. right now by companies that want new users, so people with audience, and they want content because they, you know, yeah. sportsbook companies don't do content; they do right. odds. So they need someone to drive traffic and someone right. to also help drive that traffic by talking about betting on sports. So are y'all sponsored by DraftKings? We do a, um, we, we have a, we have an affiliate degree agreement with DraftKings. And then we also do a, a show after our podcast on Monday nights called tour junkies after dark. And it's on DraftKings YouTube channel. Uh, it's about a 20 minute show. And we basically take the show that we just recorded and go, who are a couple of names that we disagreed on that we didn't really get into it on the show? Let's get into it now. So like a Stephen A. Smith kind of like fighting with each other yes, for 20 minutes. I love that. I love that. Who is Stephen A. Smith? Is it you or Pat? 
Uh, that would probably be me. It's got to be you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, the arguer. I'm usually the, the instigator and the, ar- <laughs> the arguer. But Pat gets really fired up. I mean, he gets super emotional. It's very Skip. emotional. <laughs> yeah. Irrational, yelling. It's That's very. Great. And by then, yeah. y'all are a couple beers in, I'm sure. And, and Allegedly. What is, Allegedly, and, yes. Bash, you have to hear what they call their beer. What yeah, so for us, we start off every show uh, and, and with guests, all that kind of stuff, is it, what's the podcast juice for the evening? We, so sometimes, the podcast juice. I love that. Bash, we might have to take if that. If we too. could steal that, I would steal we'll, it. We we'll, would give you we'll all you the credit. St- we'll let you steal it. We'll Savannah steal River it. Brewery, the juice sponsor of this episode. Exactly. Yeah, the podcast <laughs> juice. Um, sometimes, you know, for me, most of the time, it's some sort of uh, vodka or tequila. Um, nice. Pat, That's real juice. Pat, he's, he needs to learn how to manage himself. He, he likes to, he'll either do vodka, he doesn't do tequila, he does vodka or beer, and then at the and then in between recording our show and TJ After Dark, he switches to wine. He's a big wine guy. Oh, um, damn. That's when all the So his hangovers are just disgusting. That's when all it starts, it just starts going Poor to guy. pot at that point. Well, so. yeah, I mean, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also does a, this is, I'll plug this for him, on our YouTube channel, he does a video called the Fantasy Golf Sommelier. I love that so much. <laughs> so he's in a robe. He's in front of his wine cellar, and he, he, he basically reviews a wine. He, he gives you a fact about the wine. Sometimes it's wine in the area of the PGA Tour event that's, being, that's going down. Sometimes it's not. And then he gives you a few plays that he did not refer to on the show Monday night. Um, one is the pop the cork and let it breathe play, which is a guy <laughs> that he didn't really get his attention on, on Monday for the podcast, but now he is. Another one is uh, um, Price Like a Sutter Home, Plays Like a Camus, and that's the cheap guy that you think is going to do really well. Right, right. And then the third one is the Boone's Farm Vintage Fade of the Week, which oh. is the the guy to avoid because he's going to be a total right. disaster. Boone's um, Farm, I love It's like that. an eight-minute show. It's super easy to watch. Pat's hilarious on it. That's a good one. We got to get him an Augusta podcast robe. That's what we got to get him. We, yeah. we need to have him on Cheers, y'all. Yeah, we got to do some stuff with him. That is yeah. that y- Your show sounds so cool. It's and fun. It's it's really cool that y'all are doing it, and, and and this goes back to us a little bit, right? It's really cool that y'all are doing that here, yeah. right? And yeah. that y'all started that here. And, and, you know, I think that's something that's important for the people that listen to this show to hear is that, you know, in 2015, y'all barely knew what you were doing. Oh, yeah. And you were just like, hey, you know, let's just do it, right? And yeah. let's just get better every day. You know, what do they say in football? Get 1% better every day, mm-hmm. and, right? And honestly, in 2015... Most podcasters didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, you can afford to be no. terrible and you can yes. you can get yourself up and by the time everybody figures out what you're doing, you've already done it. Well, and that's the thing now, like I didn't I hadn't told you this, but like there are probably you know, for people listening and thinking like, who in the world is listening to DFS, DraftKings golf advice? Probably tons. There are about forty shows that do what we do now. Sure. Wow. We were the third. And you're the third. And there are about 40 now. And now when a new one comes up, I'm like, guys, what are you even doing? Like the market is saturated Just listen to us. Right. with what we have. Right. I can't imagine building an audience right. from the ground up like we did right now with and, all the options. And you know that there, there's got to be at least four or five that are basing it off of your show. Yeah. How can we make yeah. their show right. better? You know, or we've different. dealt with that. We've dealt with listeners and engaged listeners who've like literally DM'd us and said, Hey, I basically want to do exactly what you guys are doing. I love y'all. You know, can you give me some tips? And you know, I'll give them, yeah, we'll give them some sure. Tips, but at the same time, like, dude, you can Google whatever you guys are going to tell them anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I just, I can't imagine growing an audience with the saturation oh. that you have right now. So we're blessed that we started it when we did because we have a base that's been loyal. Um, you know, there's plenty of people that don't like us, you know, get watch, look at our Twitter feed, you know, we'll, you'll see us arguing with some I'm dummy, sure. you know, they think that just, what's your we're, Twitter? Uh, it's at tour, Twitter and Instagram is both, uh, at tour underscore junkies. Very cool. Yes. Uh, underscores matter. Um, underscores that. matter. We, <laughs> That's a hashtag. We're, we're no, dropped. We just made it. We're dropped the disc underscore podcast. There you go. <laughs> underscores matter. <laughs> we, we tried to do at tour junkies on Twitter when we first started, but some dude had it and wouldn't give it up. He had one follower and he never tweeted. Yeah, he's uh, just trying to sell it. He just trying yeah. to, he tried to sell it to us. I'm like, no, forget it. That's so, all it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like you mentioned your audience, like, and, and before we take this out, because we're kind of getting to the end of this a little bit, but like right now, what is your audience look like? You don't have to tell us numbers, right? Oh, but yeah. like, where are they from? Like, who's listening to the show? We've got them all over the world, man. It's really cool too. The Nut Hut has um, <laughs> some cool guys. I mean, you we, see like foreign languages in there every no, now and no. then. <laughs> no foreign languages, <laughs> but you see like weird spellings. I'm thinking of one guy now, like Peter with a, and it's spelled P E T U R. Love that. And he's from you know the Netherlands somewhere. 
That's um, cool. We've got a bunch of Aussies. I got to meet one of them. Uh, shout out to my boy Michael Caridi. He's an Australian guy who loves golf. He came to Augusta in 2018. Ended up hanging out with him at Augusta Country Club one night till all hours just talking, you know, and he's a loyal follower listener. We have listeners all over the world. I mean, they're predominantly in the U.S., uh, 98% male. We do have a couple female listeners that are loyal. We got one who's in the, we have one female in the nut hut. Um, and she's good. I mean, she like follows golf, knows golf. It, is she the one that did the birthday shout out? She did. Yeah. Dude, that was awesome. She did. Nita is her name. <laughs> yes. Now Nita. Uh, so this is what also evolved in the nut hut. It's all golf, right? But in discord, you can have these different channels, right? So we have the main golf channel, but now we have uh, NBA, NFL, hockey, uh, baseball, MMA, uh, DFS, and that's channels. just evolved from what you guys it's just do, evolved. just naturally. Yeah, but not because we do, because right. sharp listeners who are in the nut hut are good em. at it, so right. they start it. Well, Nita has her own NBA podcast called DFS Trash Talk, and she does DraftKings for the NBA and makes a killing. I mean, I just saw the I think a week ago she won ten grand on DraftKings on like a twenty dollar entry. <sighs> So wow. she's in there. So if you subscribe to our Nut Hut, you're getting the golf stuff, but then you're getting Nita over here in the NBA channel giving you picks, and you're just tail her. Like I don't, she loves y'all. She loves us. Loves. You us. make your money back if you just listen to her. You really would, <laughs> yeah. So we have very little female subscribers, but Nita is a loyal one for sure. Very cool. Um, yeah, but from you know predominantly in the U.S., but all over the place. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I've got to ask, uh, what came first, the Nut Hut or Tour Junkies? Because your logo. Is a is it a, a squirrel or a chipmunk? Wow, you may be the first person in six years to guess it on the first I mean, try. It's a squirrel. Now it, shout out to Alex Ware and Daniel Stewart, who right. I know you guys just had on the show. Local, thank you. Um, so Alex and Daniel, it's a great story. I think we have to tell the story. Okay. Alex and Daniel grew up with Pat, my co-host. Am I, I really the first? You are the. I swear to you, you're the first. I believe you because that is not. Oh, a people, people say monkey, donkey. We, we've gotten <laughs> donkey. Bear. Oh right, well, we've, we've gotten. <laughs> everything for the most part is chipmunk or gopher yeah, I stand by chipmunk you know they think of that but it is actually a blind squirrel it's a blind I love squirrel. that so here's what happened so we start we we had this idea of tour junkies we came up with the name first tour junkies and um we went to d Stu and alex uh, pat introduced me to them and we go to those guys and we tell them this idea and they, they kind of buy into it and they're like yeah it's kind of cool you know you guys yeah. can do that they love pat they were getting to know me and, um, you know, shout out to those guys. Like they basically said, you know, we will help you guys get started. Let, we'll let Ware Stewart, you know, take, take a run at this and see what we can do in terms of branding. And we had some ideas and we knew it was going to be a golf betting show. And the four of us all play golf. You know, Alex and Daniel play golf. They don't play it well, but they play golf. And, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Good to know. I so, will play Daniel then. <laughs> so we all, we're all sitting around and it's like, you know, Golf is, if you think about the saying, a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, right? <laughs> that is the definition of playing golf Absolutely. for sure because you could suck and you're going to hit one shot. That you're like, oh, how did I do that? That's the blind squirrel finding the nut. And the same thing applies betting, right? Like you, even if you suck and don't know what you're doing, like you'll, you'll get it eventually. It's a numbers game, right? You keep throwing it up there, you're going to hit something. So we had that concept and Alex drew uh, this is our mascot now. Then the genius of Alex Ware, who's a freaking genius, we're sitting around, we're looking at this mascot. I remember it. We're in Ware Stewart's office, and we're looking at this mascot, and we're like, dude, the mascot needs a name. And the, the mascot idea came from us saying, like, we want this to be a little irreverent. We want it to be fun. We don't want this to be a stuffy golf show, right? Right. And so Alex comes up with, like, you guys need, like, a minor league baseball wacky mascot, right? Like, that's what you need. I Absolutely. love that. So we're like, yes. So then we come up with this, and we're staring at this, and we're like, what? It needs a name. And we're trying to think of ties to Augusta and trying to think of the Masters, you know, the tournament that everything is really starts with for right. us. And Alex goes, what, what was that guy who won the, go- who won the Masters because the, the guy that he tied with um, – signed an incorrect scorecard took a little bit of luck right and we're like oh yeah who was that well his name was bob golby he won the 1968 67 or 68 masters he walked off the course sunday tied for the lead with roberto di vincenzo roberto di vincenzo and in those days when you were tied for the lead you played an 18 hole playoff on monday after Roberto goes into the scores tent and signs an incorrect number. Probably did that on purpose to avoid the playoff. <laughs> no. Signs an incorrect number. And the tournament officials are like, well, what do we do? And, I, and, and they go to Bobby Jones and ask Bobby Jones, what do you do? And he said, rules of golf, it's a penalty. 
Bob Golby wins. So Bob Golby won. Well, if you look, Bob Golby's still alive today. Great guy. His story is like, I'm haunted by that because people look at me and go, you may not have won. You got lucky, right? So we named our mascot Golby. That's the name of the mascot is Golby. He's a blind squirrel um, looking for a nut. You know? found it and, at and least one it. time. And all that was Alex Ware's genius. And love we Bile. freaking love him for that because this mascot is, it's all over stuff. It's on bags and towels on the PGA Tour. It's been worn on the hats of PGA Tour that. players and winners and gone everywhere it's been really cool it's yeah. a fantastic logo that is, it is incredible fantastic and, and speaking of that oh oh well, and just the fact that it was all local oh yeah that's local. very cool so cool. very cool very cool yeah uh so i'm guessing you're wanting me to tie the bow. i was gonna tie it in yeah i was gonna yeah, tie yeah. it in. so every time that we have an interview any guest any kind of uh mini episode we do um what does drop the disc mean to you and what that means is we're here, Drop the Disc Podcast. We're trying to shed positive light on this city that it's obvious there. We're looking at it right now. Yep. Um, it's a if, sunny day. If it's a lot of light on beautiful it today. Day. Yeah. If they'd be playing golf. Exactly. Oh, Sorry, we got definitely. you here. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Uh, if someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about the city of Augusta, what, what would you tell them? It's probably a lot like people who come to us and go, dude, how in the world could you play golf or watch golf? Like, what a boring thing to do. And it's like, look, you got to get in it, man. You can't, it's, it's, you can't knock it until you try it kind of thing, right? Like, you have to give it a shake. You got to give it a shot and, um, and get in here and experience it for yourself. You know, I've had plenty of opportunities to leave Augusta. You know, in my career, I've had opportunities. School, I had opportunities. I had a baseball scholarship I could have gone and done. I had all kind of stuff I could have done to get out of here. At the end of the day, there's there's something to Augusta that offers you know enough size and capacity to do things that that big cities can offer and that you think you're missing. But there's so much more that keeps you grounded here and keeps you rooted here and keeps you thinking, man, like this is where I want to raise a family. This is where you know I want to have quality relationships and like have quality life here you know and I think that's what you can get so when somebody if somebody said that to me I'd just be like man you know I don't know where you're looking you know every everybody's got their warts right so there I'm sure there's areas that aren't great and there's things about it that I don't love that I do wish were different but at the end of the day like the whole of it is is a great place to be um and I've made a choice and continue to make a choice to be here as is my wife um so I would just say you know you're not um you're you're not you're not looking you're not you're not giving it enough of a shot you know I think you got to get in and get amongst it. They're being, they need to be a blind squirrel. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Take the blinders off, you know, yeah. take those off and look around. Yeah. Maybe they are a blind squirrel. Yeah. Maybe squirrel. they are the blind squirrel. Yeah. Uh, David, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Enjoyed it. Fantastic name. Um, Tour Junkies is the podcast, The Nut Hut. Subscribe to The Nut Hut if you guys are interested in some daily fantasy golf. Follow them on all their social medias, Tour underscore, underscore junkies. junkies. That's right. Uh, thanks so much for being here, man. Man, this is awesome. Love it. Love to come back. Happy Masters awesome. Week, everybody. Yes, Masters Week. Best week of the year. Yes. Thank you guys for tuning in to this special episode of the Drop the Disc Podcast. We'll be back this Sunday with Augusta Rocks with Timber Choir. Pretty cool band uh, that is growing, and they have a national presence. You can check them out on Spotify, Apple in advance if you want a pregame for the show. We will be skipping Masters Sunday, but we will be back right next week. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon. Have a great weekend.